Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday morning or evening, depending on where you live. And I'm talking to James. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. How you been? Yeah, yeah, no, not too bad. Um, just the same old, same old with me, really. Um, looking forward to, I say, this weekend's UFC action. Not so much. I'm just more looking forward to boxing, really. What's going on, boxing? Well, obviously, um, Tyson Fury, he's returning to the UK. He's fighting Dillian White on Saturday at Wembley, and it'll be the biggest um, capacity in the history of British boxing history uh, with 94,000 expected at Wembley, and I'm glad I'll be there. It'll be, it'll be a nice day out. I'll get to see you know my friends there, and because it was my dad's birthday yesterday, I managed to get him a ticket as well, so it'd be nice to sort of celebrate his uh, birthday with him as well. So, yeah, it should be nice to... And obviously, um, Tyson Fury is one of my favorite fighters of my generation so to see him in the flesh it, it you know it should be a very good weekend to nice. say the least so white's gonna win what first round second round <laughs> uh no i mean again i you've seen tyson fury with the fights with deontay wilder i've never i you know coming into it i was never nervous at all but for some reason with this one i am just you know i'm i've never been this nervous for a fury fight before because i feel as if so many people are counting out dillian white i think dillian white knockout power is just in a sense and you know it's just out of this world so there is danger there people are you know underestimating a little bit but i'm expecting a close fight but i think fury will come out on top win you think it's going to go uh let's see to, 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 oh nine and a half rounds you think it's going to go over under that uh over i think i'm gonna for a 10th yeah 10th stoppage oh 10th stoppage okay i'm just looking so fury wins by ko tko yeah 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 TKO. okay okay that's only minus 138 fury wins that way what in um, the 10th round or in general uh well no they don't have i don't have the round specific stuff up right now fury wins by knockout or tko whatever minus 138 Okay. If the fight goes over nine and a half rounds, it's plus one hundred nine. Mm, so there is some value there. Yeah, so you may want to stop by the bookie on the way to the stop by the you know casino. <laughs> no, exactly. It could be a dangerous night with uh, regards <laughs> to the bets. <laughs> All right, but we're here to talk about this amazing card that Dana's put together yeah. for Saturday. Wow! How do you how do you <laughs> keep doing it, hitting these home runs? Honestly, I mean, you know, watching last weekend's action, I thought he wouldn't be able to stop it, but, you know, he has. He's only gone and done it. But, you know, when, that, when looking at the card, he's probably, he's definitely got one eye on the, the boxing this weekend. I'm sure he really couldn't care less about this weekend's UFC action because there are there are some fun matchups, I will give you that. But it's overall, it's not the best of, you know, best of fight cards. Um, with the main event, um, usually when we've had some female um, headlines, some main events, they've just they've not lived up to the main event status. However, this one, I don't think this one will go the distance. You know, the uh, this one will be an interesting matchup to say oh. the least. It's all right. It's not you know the best of you know fight night main events on paper, but I think it will deliver. Lay it out, lay it out, go. Lay it out, yeah, we'll go. Obviously, between Amanda Lemos versus uh, Jessica Andrade now. Again, like I said, in terms of the female divisions, fighting the headlines, they haven't lived up to our expectations. However, this one, it you know, it shouldn't be too bad. Andrade is probably one of the most experienced fighters in, um, in the whole of the U- in women's UFC. 
she's been, you know, at bantamweight, she's been at strawweight, she's been at float, she's been all over the place. Um, she's fought the who's who and the, the best across all three weight divisions, really. And one thing that's impressed me with Andrade over the years is her uh, knockout ability and her striking. And I think like Lamos as well, her parry has sort of carried her up through the rankings as well. And wherever the fight goes, Lamos is a, a dangerous fighter. And I think for me personally, though, her bread and butter is probably her striking. She's probably got the, she's definitely got the technique and the striking to just sort of keep Jessica Andrade at range and just try and pick her apart, really. She's ferocious in the clinch. She's got a great ground and pound. And with that being said, uh, with Lemos, it's definitely a step up in competition. She's never fought anyone like um, Jessica Andrade before. Lemos is coming off of a split decision victory over Angela Hill about like, three months ago. So <laughs> this is definitely her toughest test yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you think? <laughs> no, no, no. 100%. Like with Andrade, Again, she likes to sort of swang and bang, as they say in recent times. I think the thing is for Andrade, she can't sort of necessarily do that against Lemos because she tends to exploit her chin a little bit and Lemos will eventually catch her. So if Andrade, again, she, she will throw bombs, but she's got to be patient when it comes to, to frustrating Lemos. And I think if she can sort of control proceedings and make it, it can, you know, Jessica, a typical Jessica Andrade fight, she should be able to get the job done. I think I'm going to go for a Jessica Andrade via third round TKO. Lemos will take some nasty shots, but then again, she'll keep pressing forward, but eventually she'll fall. So I'm going to go Andrade in third. All right. Hard to argue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Andrade is minus 250 at some sports books, minus 210 at others. Uh, fight goes the distance, no, minus 208. So they're not thinking decision either. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on this fight. I think I, I think Jessica wins. I'll follow you. Let's go third round TKO. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just do that. Jessica Andrade to win of the third is plus a thousand. Is that right? Oh yeah, do that. <laughs> Love it. All right, what else are you looking at? <laughs> Next up, I've got the co-main event between Clay Guida and Claudio Boylesno. Do they have like in, in America? <laughs> In America, sometimes they have an old timers baseball game where they bring out the uh, former players to play each other. Is that what is that what they're doing tonight with bringing Clay Guida out? It's like an old timer fight. I honestly don't know. I mean, they've had some oldies in recent times. Remember Alexio Lenek fought oh, like, yeah. not that long ago, and he's like what forty five, forty six, and he's still <laughs> winning. Clay Guida is probably what he's just turned forty, I think. So it's crazy how they're you know still fighting at their age. You know, you tend to think that. You look at Clay Guida's record, 37 wins, 21 defeats. Now, it's probably taken a lot of damage over the last couple of years or so. At 40 years of age, do you need more damage? You know, you just sort of need to know when to call it a quits. But that just sums up Clay Guida in a nutshell. He's a, he's a crazy bloke, isn't he? And, you know, fair play to him. It's still going on. But, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he's fine this weekend. Um, you know, when you're looking at Claudio Puelas, he's an improving fighter. He's only 26 years of age, I believe. So he's he's still young. He's coming off of a, a submission over Chris Chris March. So there is still potential there. And prior to the win over Chris and Jordan Levitt, he took a two-year layoff. And again, at 26, he's still learning. He's improving. Uh, I think this one will probably be his, arguably one of his toughest tests yet, just because of the amount of fights Clay Guida has under his arsenal. You know, he's just gotten any bit professional or so fights. So it won't, this one will be a tough one, to say the least, for Claudio. But I think on the mat, 
when uh, I think I'm probably going to lean towards Claudio Puelas on this one. He's very comfortable. He understands he can pass guard very efficiently. He can always sort of sneak in the submission. His striking has improved. The combinations, the hand speed has definitely improved over the last couple of fights. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Claudio Puelas you know, turns up this weekend because he's very versatile in his approach. When you're looking at Guida, as I alluded to, he's taken some damage over the last couple of years or so, but he's a true veteran of the sport and his unrelenting style of cardio and his wrestling just to sort of pick the pace and just keep going is what's made him a real icon of the sport in recent times. So he will be a difficult test for Claudio Poles this weekend. I think his striking you know, it's a bit subpar. It's not as great as one would assume, but Guida, he tends to be very intelligent in terms of his approach when it comes to the striking exchanges because he's got that experience. So, Poilez, he's got to be on his A game because Guida, no matter how much damage he's taking throughout the fight, he will just keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. You put so, putting you under so many difficult circumstances. So, Poilez, he's got to be on his A game, but I think he will, I don't think he'll get the finish. I'm probably going to go for Poilez by decision. Decision, yeah. It's Guida opened up, looks like kind of the underdog, but is now the favorite. And I always mm. have to stop and wonder, is that brand name recognition or is that really how, you know, what's going to play out? I mean, Guida, fuck, he's minus 130 to uh, audio's minus 106. Ooh, it's really mm. weird. I, I, I don't necessarily want to bet on this fight because that's... <laughs> Really causing me to scratch my head, but gear uh, Claudio by decision bet is plus two fifty thereabouts. Yeah, so I'm I'll jump on that with you. Let's do it. Just Claudio wins by uh, decision plus two fifty. I'll follow you. Yeah, I know, good man. I think it should be a good fight. Either way, there is certainly value in the if it goes to a decision again. You never know what the judges are like, so there is um worth the value of uh, sprinkling a little bit on Clay Guido by decision. There you go. All right, what else you got? Uh, next up, I've got Alexander Romanov versus Chase Sherman. Now, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Alexander Romanov. I think, you know, going into this one, he's a, a huge favourite, rightly so, because Chase Sherman is stepping in on what, like, a couple of days' notice. And again, you know where I stand on that. So, even though Chase Sherman will have the height and reach advantage, it's just Alexander Romanov is just such a, a unique, well rounded mixed martial artist who's destined for the big things, really, in the heavyweight division. Um, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Romanov set foot inside the cage again. I think if he wins convincingly, he will probably be you know, in with a shout of you know, potentially getting up into the rankings and just fighting the bigger opponents. I think when you're looking at Romanov fight, he tends to control his opponents with a heavy pressure, so they just become clueless at times as to what Alexander's going to throw next. And you know, even though he's not the biggest of heavyweights, he's still you know, possesses a lot of tools within his arsenal. He tends to throw the consecutive hammer fist. His striking is unique and his ground and pound is so good as well. And again, even on the, the ground, he's a very dangerous athlete. His submission game is second to none. It's absolutely brilliant. I think for me personally, going into this one, I'm probably going to bet Alexander Romanov in this one. Chase Sherman, I've got to give him some respect for taking this fight because you're looking at Romanov, he's like what, 15, 16 and 0, he's undefeated and he's undefeated in the UFC and he's just impressed every time he stepped foot inside the cage. But the issue is for him, he's on a three fight losing streak. He's got good length when it comes to striking, but he tend, you know, when you're using that range and you know, you've got the reach advantage, he tend, really tends to, to fight behind the jab and instead he tends to sort of swing and ends up getting clipped his chin you know hasn't held up to UFC heavyweight power and he's been finished and knocked out by four times in the UFC so 
this one will be a tough one for Sherman, but yeah, I'm going to go for a Romano via first round TKO. I think he'll get the fight to the floor and just look for the ground and power. I just think it'll be a quick night at the office for Romano. Yeah, this is the worst fight on the board. This is it. <laughs> uh, Romanov is minus 1,500, minus 1,400. Yeah. Wow. It, it, and, uh, there's a couple sports books that aren't even letting you bet Romanov on the side. <laughs> you either have to bet Chase Sherman or you have to pick something else. Uh, it's to be an absolute massacre. Your first round TKO, Romanov wins by TKO is minus 450. <laughs> so even then there's not really much value there there's is there no value there. so <laughs> if you bet this and somehow chase sherman has a miracle shot that knocks him out it's gonna take you months to dig out of this hole so <laughs> i'm just gonna lean uh you know romanov here i'm not gonna bet this fight too much i'm not risking that much no. but yeah i mean no, you're, you're right he should, he should just massacre him jesus well, I mean, you'd expect so, but again, at the end of the day, it's UFC. You just, you never know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to scan, see if I can find any value on any bet here. Uh, minus 1667 to win the fight. Poof. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, uh, that's one of the most one-sided lines I think we've seen in a long time. This is just... No, no, absolutely. It's crazy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. What else you got? Hopefully not another minus 2,000. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely not. I've got Lando Venata versus Charles Jordan. I think this has got Fight of the Night written all over it. I mean, you look at both guys, although, you know, they fought just under 20 professional times. They're true veterans of mixed martial arts. So they've been around the game for a long time. And again, this one should be an interesting watch. I think this fight will tend to, even wherever the fight goes, is going to be entertaining. I think Venata will find success in countering those heavy pressure shots of Jordan. Jordan from the get-go is looking to to land those strong hooks to the body and just, you know, like to mix up the kicks. And even in the clinch, he's just going to keep Benata guessing. And I think wherever the fight goes, Jordan should have Benata's number. I think he'll be comfortable, as I said, in the clinch and, you know, throwing the kicks or throwing the knees and elbows. And with Venata, just sort of looking to... Again, Venata always likes to put on the show for the fans. So the thing is, despite taking a lot of damage, which he probably will do in this fight, he's still going to try and, you know, go out there and perform. But I think just because of Jordan's versatile arsenal and just of his insane approach, he's going to get the job done. I think Venata's boxing can cause Jordan some moments. You know, he tends to land, you know, land some nice com- um, combinations. His wrestling game as well. He's, I believe he's a, a former NCAA division wrestler. So if he wants to make it a boring fight, 
just take the fight to the floor, though, you know, Jordan is happily able to to fight off the back and fight on the mat as well. But yeah, I you can't see Lando Magnata to making it a boring fight because he just loves to stand and bang. So I'm gonna lean towards Charles Jordan for our decision here. I think this is going to be an excellent fight. Both men have got great cardio, but I think by the end, Jordan's just going to pick him apart, you know, from the second and third round onwards. I like it. Jordan to win by decision plus 200. Not bad. But you're right. This is incredibly close. This, uh, it's Jordan minus 125, Lando plus 100. Wow. This does have like a lot. Oh, wow. It's uh Lando minus 109, Jordan minus 105. Almost a coin flip about who's going to win. You're right. This looks mm. to be a really good fight. I'm going to follow you. I don't really have a strong opinion on this one, who's going to win. But yeah, de- a decision here. Let's do it. Jump on it. No, 100%. Again, like I said, it's got fire and not all over it because, again, even though Charles both men aren't really ranked, they tend to sort of put on a performance for the fans. You know, they tend to throw their game plan out the window. Like I said, with Venata. He's more of a, a wrestler and Jordan tends to struggle against wrestlers because he has trouble the trouble defending those takedowns. Yeah. But Venata, again, he will put the pressure and he will sort of try and dictate the proceedings. But again, if he wants to make it a boring fight, because he's got such a unique style, he'll look to take the fight to the floor early on. But you know, this is Lando Venata, he's just gonna stand and bang with his unique boxing. So yeah, it'd be a good fight either way. There you go. All right. Uh let's see. That's it for you, right? No, that's it for me, man. Okay, yeah, and I've got a fight you're gonna hate, hate, hate. <laughs> We're looking at Dwight Grant versus Sergey Kendazo. Kendiz- How do you say that, <laughs> How do you say that one? Uh, Dwight <laughs> Dwight Grant versus Sergey Kendazo. Kendazo. I'll probably guess that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. Kandizoko. I know you're gonna hate this. I'm taking Dwight Grant in the upset here. He's plus one hundred. Uh, might be the best one I can find right now. Yeah, it looks like it. Plus 100. Oh, no, I can get plus 105. I'm doing it. I'm taking mm. Dwight Grant in the surprise upset. I'm just going to bet him to win because I'm catching a plus line. I don't need to go crazy here. Gun to my head, I'd probably say decision, but just money line, Dwight Grant to win plus 105. Yeah, I mean, it really is a tough one because Sergey, this will be the first time in nearly like three years since he's fought. But the problem is with Dwight Grant is he's just so inconsistent. Like You demand so much more from him because he does have the... The ability, there is some sort of ability there just to sort of cause a lot of trouble, but you know, he really tends to to deliver on fight night. I think Sergey's just going to sort of fire off with the left hook and the overhand right from the get go and try and control proceedings with his significant reach. But yeah, I, I, don't, I honestly I don't know. I think with Dwight Grant, he's very predictable in his approach, he just tends to you know, swing for the bleachers and land those heavy bombs. So I think if Sergey can avoid that in control of range, I think you should get it done by decision. Are you going to bet that? Yeah, I'll bet Sergey by decision. Sergey by decision is plus 175. So you get some value there. Yeah, so it's a tough one either way. All right. Evan Elder. Evan Elder versus Preston Parsons is next up. Uh, Preston Parsons was only minus like 127 last I saw. I'm trying. Uh, minus 125. That's not bad. I think Preston Parsons wins the fight. I'm just trying to see. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna money line it. Just gonna money line it. Minus one twenty five, maybe TKO. But yeah, I'll just. I'm just gonna take the safe bet and just go. Uh, Preston Parsons, minus one twenty. 
No, no, I'm in agreement with you. I think obviously Preston Parsons, Evan Elder, Evans undefeated, he's seven and zero. He's 25 years of age, so there's a lot to to learn from this. He's making his UFC debut, stepping in on short notice, so it'd be a good experience for him. Even if he, you know, if he does lose, and he'll want to sort of put on a show for the fans, but because Preston Parsons does have that experience in UFC, albeit just one fight, he's still stepped inside the octagon. It was against Daniel Rodriguez. It was a. It's always going to be a tough fight when stepping in with Daniel. So I'm probably going to back. Parsons for the submission win here. A submission. submission oh, for okay. Yeah. okay, there you go. All right. Uh, Preston Parsons by submission is plus 175. Not bad. Mm. And, that's, and that's his bread and butter. I think when he gets fucked to Floyd, he's a very good uh, jujitsu artist. So, yeah, the majority of his wins have come by a form of submission. So, I think if he can get the fight to Floyd early on, it should be a good day at the office for Preston. All right. Another fight you're absolutely going to hate that I'm taking. <laughs> Uh, Marcin Prakno versus Felipe Linz. I'm taking another small upset here. I'm going to take Felipe Linz to win the fight. I'm getting plus 100. I think better than I And plus 108. Yeah, again, I'm getting a little bit of a plus line, so I'm going to just take him to win the fight. Honest to God, I don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll take, I'm going to take Linz to win the fight, plus 107. What did I say? Um, I think with Lins, he's obviously stepping down from heavyweight to, to light heavyweight to fight in Pacino. And when I mean, you're looking at Pacino, he's a dangerous striker with that shin knockout power. And, you know, they both have the ability to knock one another out. But I think Felipe Lins this weekend, he's probably going to have to lean towards his grappling advantage this weekend if he does sort of stand a chance of winning this weekend. Because either way, if the fight just keeps standing on the feet, I think Martin Pacino will look for the early knockout. So I'm going to back Prachnio by a second round CK on this one. I'm not sure. You know, Felipe Linz, I don't think he's on the best of runs recently. He's on two fight losing streak, but they were to Andre Olofsky and Tanabosa. So, you know, tough fights and Pacino is coming off a wins over Khalil Roundtree and the Cable and Waver. So, you know, he'll be confident this weekend. So yeah, I'm going to go for Pacino. I'm going to ask you about two fights real quick. Just, yep. There's no value. Like Dean Barry, it looks to be absolutely, <laughs> he's absolutely going to massacre Mike Jackson. It, it does it. It's an early stoppage, right? There's no way this goes to the judges, does it? Yeah, no, 100. percent It does not go to the judges. I mean, what is it? He, he fought CM Punk. Um, this is Mike Jackson, by the way. This is CM Punk. He's fought Mickey Gall. He's lost to Mickey Gall. His last fight was nearly four years ago. Now Dean Barry. A lot of his wins have come. Well, I say a lot of his wins. All of his wins have come by a form of knockout. So, the one defeat he has on his record was via submission. And when we do see at Dean Barry fight, his takedown defense and his ability to fight off his back is a bit lackluster. However, Mike Jackson is just not going to be the man to take him to the floor and submit him. So, yeah, I think Dean Barry's just going to sort of his, his nickname's a sniper. So he's just sort of going to chip away from him, chip away at Mike Jackson from the get go, and definitely get the first round knockout. Gotcha. One more I wanted to ask you about, because it looks like another early stoppage. Uh, Isaac Villanueva is fighting Tyson Pedro, and it's 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 chalky as hell. Tyson's minus 600. Does this one go to the decision? No, definitely not. I mean, when you're no? looking at both guys, they are. it's fair to say that they're certified finished, whether they're getting finished or they're winning via finish. They definitely love to sort of stand and trade right from the get-go, but... It's a tough one, man. Ike Villanueva hasn't fought in like five months, but when you're looking at Tyson Pedro, I've just seen it now. It's crazy. His last fight was was three years ago, but I think Tyson Pedro 
definitely does have enough to to get the job done. He will be rusty, but even then, but when he was fighting, he's more of a, a natural finish, and he's got a lot of pass to victory here. He's a he's the more technical fighter on the feet and on the floor. So yeah, I think Tyson Pedro will definitely get it done. We may be probably pound pound. Yeah, <laughs> we may have to parlay those two together to t- find any value. But <laughs> <laughs> man, all right, well, good stuff. Is next week's card any better, or are we still looking at more of the same? Uh, was, that, was that next week's UFC card? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's between Font and Vera. Um, there aren't really many. There aren't really many standout cards. You got Rob Font, like I said, Mon and Vera, the main event. That should be a good one. Arlovsky versus Collier. Yeah, there are. You know, Jack Gordon versus Grant Dawson should be a decent fight. But again, you know, there aren't really many standout fights next weekend. Mm, so I think of, it's all sort of going. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the woods until May the seventh, which is UFC two seven four between Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. <laughs> Yeah, and that's obviously a pay-per-view fight night card, so that should be good. You've got Rosanami Yunus, Carlos Braza, you've got Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. You've got Donald Cerrone as well. So yeah, there are a couple of good fights. You've just got to be patient and wait wait another two weeks. Feast or famine? (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. We can't have a good card every week. That's right. All right, man. It was always fun talking to you. No luck, guys. All right, talk to you later. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.